Welcome to the Strength Connection Podcast, a show to share stories, insights, and experiences in strength, physically, mentally, and spiritually. I'm Michael Krukowski, host of the Strength Connection, and I'm so grateful that you can join me today. So in these episodes, I connect with some of the most inspiring and successful individuals to chop it up and learn from true life experiences that have helped them become who they are, the strongest versions of themselves. One of the greatest ways I've always learned the most important lessons is through stories. We all have them, and they make us who we are. So let's dive in. Here we go. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Strength Connection Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Michael Kirkowski, and as you and me today, this is a solo episode and uh, yeah, hopefully you're enjoying the start of summer. All right, let's dive right into it. So I want to recap an episode that I did earlier this week that is released now, and then a couple lessons of connection uh, to dive into. One particularly from an epic conversation I had this week, and then another one from uh, the lessons connections from earlier this year. So let's dive right in. So the episode I did this week with Dr. Emily Splickle, Dr. Emily is hands down one of the smartest people that I've ever talked to. Uh, she's a functional podiatrist. Uh, she's a, you know, movement specialist. And we talked all about really the foot, which is her expertise. And, you know, Dr. She's one of those people that she's so smart and articulate in her field. It's like, it's, it's a little intimidating going in and talking with sometimes with people like her, because I can't, I can't spar with her and uh, in her world. Best thing I can do is ask the best questions that I think, uh, would that I want to learn that I think uh, other people might be interested in. And that's how we did it. And she just dove into just all things that we should be working on specifically with foot health and foot strength. Um, you know, one of the things like I never took, uh, I guess the feet seriously in strength training until I had a major sciatic issue. Um, after a day of heavy squats, uh, after a long weekend, I woke up the next day and, could not get out of bed. If you've ever had sciatic pain, like real, like, you know, inflammation, like, like that triggering on there, um, it is so debilitating. And me at 31 or 32 years old at this time, not being able to get out of bed, like really like taking all my might, that was like a, that was a shock in my system. I'm like, what the heck is going on? After working with my coach and doing a little bit of rehab work uh, with him, realized that a lot of it was stemming from, a locked up foot, not just my ankle mobility, but the, my midfoot was so tight, um, like insanely tight, uh, after doing some drills with it. And after working with it, kind of regaining some mobility, getting some sensory work on it, it started to relieve. And I realized like, okay, like I need to take this a lot more seriously. And I heard Dr. Emily speak a long time ago and was so pumped for her to, you know, come on the podcast. Uh, she talked about a lot of different array of topics from strength in the feet, but also just overall health and things that everybody should be doing to maintain, you know, proper, healthy feet. And, uh, yeah, this was just an absolute blast. If you're a coach or if you're a strength enthusiast or anything, this is one that you should be listening to because probably not doing enough for your foot health. And it is our connection to the earth something we all need to be uh, taking a lot more seriously, right? So moving on, I had a conversation with a gentleman this week that it's hard for me to describe Akshay Nanavati. Um, he is, he's batshit crazy in many ways, but in the best possible way. Uh, I kind of said this, like, I think you're insane with the work that you do, but I am so appreciative that there's people like you out there to 
learn these lessons and bring this message to us. So Akshay, if you haven't uh, heard of him before, he's an adventurist. He wrote the book called Fearvana, uh, and he really puts himself in some of the most challenging physical uh, expeditions in the world that really combine physical, mental, and spiritual strength to the you know top degree. Um, is right now, like I brought him on because right now he is training for a expedition where he is going to the Arctic on a 110 day, 1700 mile, uh, trek across the Arctic. And I kind of want to ask him like, all right, first big question is why do this and dove into all of his background of what he's done and, uh, what he's, uh, accomplished in his life and why he puts himself voluntarily in these most challenging positions. And there was a couple lines that he said that I wanted to highlight and bring out. And one was, if you don't find a worthy struggle, struggle will find you anyway. How freaking true is this? It's so ridiculous, right? And what came out to my mind is not just a worthy struggle, but voluntarily putting yourself in a challenging position in order to find out what you're truly made of. Because if you don't, the struggle will find you anyway. And that usually comes from anxiety, depression, illness, um, you know, sickness, regret, you know, oftentimes all those things, it's from inaction rather than actually taking action. And when talking with Akshay about this and finding that worthy struggle, and he picked these things, you know, kind of, I asked him, how do you pick these challenges to do? And he said, you know, at first it's kind of random, you know, it seems like, wow, that might be something that's really scary. So yeah, if it's really scary and it's scaring the crap out of me, yeah, I probably need to lean into that a little bit more. But his description of why he chose polar expeditions and the connection with the cold and how it really had him, it's really transcended his faith in so many ways. He's like, you can't achieve that without putting yourself in pain, without voluntarily stepping into a really uncomfortable position. Because otherwise, everything else that your mind is telling you to do, it's going to step in there. Like you have to overcome that initial response that's telling me, hey, like, what are you doing? This is really, really bad. <laughs> like, this is absolutely terrible. It's like, and getting through that, that's when you really transcend and you find out what you're truly made of. Um, and I thought that was so huge. The other thing that he said was during this, uh, during his training for this expedition, he's done a few different uh, trips to Norway, to the, the, to the Arctic. Um, it's been really challenging. He lost a couple of his tips of his fingers to frostbite. But one of the things we talked about was his experience in darkness therapy and doing a darkness retreat, which one he did for seven days and another one he did for 10 days. And if you never heard of darkness uh, retreats before, it's you are literally in a pitch black room with no sound, no stimulus, blinding black, and you are just in there. And what happens when you deprive yourself of that sense is so many other things start opening up. And he said, he's like, your soul starts to open up to you. And that like, that gives me chills, like thinking about it. It's actually something I've personally been thinking about doing myself as an experience. And he brought up the quote, which it was, it was kind of crazy that he brought up this quote because I just read it like a week before, but it's from Carl Jung, where he said, people will do anything, no matter how absurd to avoid facing their own soul. And 
I remember hearing something like this when I first heard about darkness therapy from Aubrey Marcus when he did his documentary and how the normal response that people said to him when they heard that he was doing this was, oh, I could never do that or I would never you know, get that. And, and he said, you know, how scared we are of sitting with our own mind. And this is one of the most true things ever and how much we avoid through a million different distractions, different sensory overloads throughout the day, because we won't just sit with ourselves without any other distractions and just think through and connect with our own mind and our own soul. It's a scary thing because often the things that we really need to dive into and that come up to the surface, they're not the good things about us. They're the things that we really need to solve or that we don't like about ourselves or that we avoid dealing with from a million other things. So to actually sit with your own soul, with your own mind, yeah, we'll do a million things to avoid that. And after we talked about this and I just sat back and I was like, I asked myself the question, like, how often do I spend time with myself? And, you know, I do every morning I do, like I have a practice that I do, you know, you might, uh, you might do that as well, where I, you know, sit for 30 minutes, I do journaling, it's in complete, you know, quiet and it's a good time. It's a good reflection, but even journaling is another stimulus. Um, you know, I think to get in there, if you're actually just sitting by yourself, just completely in as little sensory overload as possible and actually just think through what's going on in your mind. You know, you can either attach it to one thought or you can just let your mind wander, but it takes a certain amount of time just to, you know, get through and break through the initial kind of monkey mind that goes through until you eventually sit with your own self and in your own mind. I know from doing deep meditation practices from deep physical challenges where I've done it in just in nature or with no other sound. That's where I found some of the big answers that I'm looking for in pursuits that I'm aiming at. And that was really powerful. And actually he described and explained a little bit more of the big kind of transcendence that he had in those times. I'll leave it for the episode when it comes out in a couple of weeks, but that's a question I would ponder. And I would ask to yourself is how much time do you spend with yourself? Even if you just start with 10 minutes and then just work your way up. It's amazing what will happen when what you can do by just sitting with your own mind. And a big point behind that is sitting with it with no agenda, without trying to force an outcome, which brings me to the lesson of connection that I wanted to bring up uh, this week, which was something that my good friend and coach Tyler Wall told me all of last year is see what happens and just go into something and see what happens. And I think the whole no agenda really plays well into this is it's very easy for us to go into something wanting a guaranteed outcome. If I put this much amount of input into something, I'm going to get this much output into it. The reality is, yeah, that might work for a few specific things, but the ultimate things that really fulfill us, that make us the most happy in our lives and what we're all striving for, better health, stronger bodies, um, fulfilled relationships, meaningful careers like purpose. Those things aren't just on the surface where you can just highlight those and say, yeah, in one year, I'm going to be here. In five years, I'm going to be here. It's like you need to just go into it. And sometimes you need to go into it just with blind faith and see what happens. And this is something that Tyler told me all of last year when I was trying a lot of different things with what I wanted to do with this podcast, with my coaching business, with some courses that I was working with. And I would throw out all these ideas 
And if it was something that I was really interested in, maybe wanted to pursue a little bit farther than just the original idea, he would always say like, just if you go into it, see what happens. And most of the time, it's not a good idea or it's a failure, but by going into it without the agenda and you start to adjust and you start to see how it formulates, then all of a sudden real successes start to come out. And I don't know why this quote popped up uh, with me uh, during this, but it's, I think it's from Nietzsche and says, geniuses are seldom credited for their stupidity. And I was thinking about it in this because all the great thinkers, all the great success stories that we've heard, like they've done some remarkable things, amazing, successful things. But to get there, like they probably also did a lot of really stupid things as well. They tried a lot of different inventions or some different, um, you know, f- uh, you know, forms of thoughts and stuff like that that didn't pan out. But it ended up they found their way into the things that made them ultimately who they were, the ultimate successes. You know, it's the old Edison thing of failed like 10,000 times to make a light bulb until he found the one that stuck. It's like, yeah, geniuses are seldom uh, credited for their stupidity. It's like, because we don't remember the failures, we only remember the successes. And I think that's the important thing of getting over the fear of failure is just going into it and just seeing what happens, go in with no agenda. So kind of going back to spending time with yourself, if you're building a practice of this, just start with 10 minutes, build it up to 20, maybe build it up to 30. With no agenda, don't try and force an outcome of what you're trying to get or getting an answer that you you know, really want answered. It's just go in and see what happens. Might work out really well, might not give you anything, but just go and try it again. And I think it was just a really powerful thing of that message along with my conversation I had this week with Akshay that I wanted to share and bring out. So again, if you don't find a worthy struggle, struggle will find you anyway. I think that's so powerful and I want to leave it on that because voluntarily stepping in and pushing yourself, it's one of the keys that I think we we all need to expand on and work a little bit more. I know I am, and I hope you will too. All right. So I'm going to leave it on that. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. And I'll be catching you on the next one. All right, peace. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found some great value here. And if you like this episode, please drop a comment and leave us a five-star rating and review. It does more to build the show than you can imagine. And do not forget to check out and join the Strength Connection Facebook group. In this group, I share the biggest takeaways and lessons from these amazing conversations, as well as training and strength tips for pursuing mastery and fulfillment in life. This group is filled with individuals looking to take full control over their strength, and it's the perfect space to explore new ideas and to share your journey. And you'll also get exclusive access to the Strength Connection Mastery Seminars. It's a deep dive into the physical, mental, and spiritual training that you can begin using immediately. So do not wait. Go now. Seriously, go. I much love to you. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you on the next one.